Hello, hello, everybody. So good to see you today. Welcome to Good for Your Soul, presented by Empowerment Ministry. We are so happy today that we can bring you uh, our <clears throat> weekly conversations, helping you to understand and apply God's word to your life in today's culture. I'm Raquel, and joining me today is Tanya Spencer. Today, we are going to talk about how the gospel can help from the heart of God, how the gospel can help transform us in the midst of conflict. Wow. Much needed. Heavy, man. Heavy. Heavy, right? And um, we're going to just go through the, the book of Philemon. And, and there's three characters today that uh, are all involved in this, this conflict. And at the heart of it is Paul and how he was an advocate for both sides. And we're going to get into that very shortly. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thank you for another opportunity to come and sit and have conversations about your word, oh God. Lord, I pray for each person that may be uh, watching or listening to this uh, broadcast, oh God. I pray that you touch their hearts right where they are, oh Lord, and that after this conversation, their hearts and their minds will be open even more than they are now, oh Lord, and that they will seek you. We thank you today, oh God, for a day that we'll never see again. We give you all praise, glory, and honor. Amen. Amen. All right, Philemon, chapter one, all 21 verses read as this. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and co-worker. Apithia, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Grace and peace. Sorry. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I remember you in my prayers, I always thank my God, because I hear of your love for all the saints and your faith towards the Lord Jesus. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. And for this reason, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do your duty, yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love. And I, Paul, do this as an old man and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I'm appealing to you for my child, Onesius, Onesimus, whose father I've become during my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful both to you and to me. I am sending him that is my own servant, back to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wanted to keep him with me so that he might be a service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason he was separated from you for a while so that you might have him back forever no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, 
but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I say nothing about you owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, let me have this benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I am writing to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Tanya, this <laughs> short book reads like a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to give you a summary so you can give everybody just get an idea. And then we're going to um, dive just a little bit deeper into the word of the Lord. You know, now, even though that Philemon is just a short epistle, a short letter, there's a lot here. This letter from Paul tells us a lot about how Christians deal with each other. It tells us about grace. It tells us about mercy, ooh, kindness, Lord Jesus, and forgiveness. It is a demonstration of the power of God to restore relationships. It is a demonstration of the power of God to restore relationships. And so it has much to say to us. Yes, Paul's letter to Philemon may be short, but there's a lot here about how to deal with conflict and how the gospel transforms relationships. So, you know, Paul was under house arrest in Rome, but he was able to still receive visitors. And it was during this time that he came in contact with a uh, with this a gentleman named Onesimus. And Onesimus was a runaway slave. He left Colossae or Colossians, as you may be familiar with, and he settled in Rome. And when I say Onesimus was a, a slave, don't start thinking of roots or Kunta Kente or that sort of thing. Um, slavery back then was um, um, an occupation, really, and you could no longer you could re redeem your freedom or get your freedom if you were a trustworthy slave, or you could travel from um, one place to another, depend on your trustworthiness. Okay, so when I say Onesimus was a runaway slave. And Paul somehow got to know him while they were in Rome. And would you know it, Tanya, Onesimus became a Christian through Paul's influence? Praise Jesus. Amen. And this defined the relationship of Paul and Onesimus. And Paul became his spiritual father. Paul no longer looked at Onesimus as a slave, but he looked at him as his child, or his child in Christ. But... But now, what would become over Onesimus, right? He ran away from Colossae. He's now in Rome. He's a Christian. He's been staying in Rome, but his home, but he has to go back home. So mm -hmm. how can he go back? He has. He was a runaway slave, remember? And what would his master do to him if he came back to town? Well, here it is. It just so happened that his master back in Colossae was a man named Philemon. And guess what? Philemon was a Christian too. And how did Philemon become a Christian, Tanya? 
through Paul's ministry. So Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, the master whom he had run away with. And that's the reason for this letter. Paul is interceding for Onesimus and appealing to Philemon on his behalf. And yeah. I love this one verse. It was a verse, I believe, number nine. This is how it was done. Let me read verse eight. He says, Paul, because he was the, the mediator, okay, the advocate for both sides, he says in mm -hmm. verse eight, for this reason, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to your duty, he says, mm -hmm. yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love. And I, Paul, do this as an old man and now also as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So Paul had enough reason to say to both Philemon and Onesimus, Onesimus, um, number one, he could have kept Onesimus where he was, or he could have told him, go back to Philemon. Um, yeah, go back to Philemon. And then he could have sent, you know, one of those, those threatening letters, if you will, uh, demanding Philemon take back Onesimus because I am your elder. Tanya, let's talk about it for a moment. There are a lot of people who use their authority, not acting in love like Paul, to do what they want to do. And therefore, it creates messy situations. Yes, you're, you're right. Um, I, I just have to say, I do appreciate Paul's appeal to uh, Philemon about... This, the person that he um, deemed to be slave, his his worker, and that um, Paul was about reconciliation. Yes. And you know that's, that's what I appreciate so much about this letter. It speaks to reconciliation within. Um, the family, not, you know, it could be our immediate family, but the family of God for those that we tend to um, ostracize. We, we don't know how to talk talk to them, uh, where to start, how to say I'm sorry, or any of those things. Paul gives us the per perfect example. He doesn't use his, his position as um, apostle, right? He appeals to him as... Uh, one person in Christ to another person in Christ, this is the right thing to do. Right. And this that's is the, the right transform. Right. That is the transforming power of the gospel. Right? right. Whatever we do, we should look within the gospel and how to handle these situations. Right. And if we're not doing well, it in love, like Paul, then guess what? It? How are we doing it? Exactly. Exactly. You know, again, Paul, he had all the authority to order Philemon to do what I'm saying. He could have said, I am the apostle. How many times, Tanya, growing up in the church, did we hear, I'm the pastor <laughs> or I'm the deacon? You know, <clears throat> as, you know, youth, you know, uh, I'm the mother of the church and you do what I say. And, you know, it wasn't... Uh, uh, necessarily acting in love, it was based upon the authority of that person. And we still hear that today in many churches, you know, get out of my church if you are not X, Y, and Z, 
And no. Um, you know, my church, because I thought it was God's church. And, you know, that's where, um, that that's when things are revealed when we, we listen to the language that we say to one another when it comes to the church. Mm-hmm. This is this is God's church. We're mm-hmm. we're we're servants of the Most High God, and Paul is showing that, and he's he's given us the example to use when we have conflict with one another within the church, right? One, speaking the truth in love. Two, speaking love into a situation that. Um, have so many more dimensions to it where um, unkind things otherwise couldn't be said. Instead of reconciling, we're pushing each other further and further apart. And so, um, you know, uh, I mean, let's let's think about the the, the climate that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. right? This, the political climate, the other things that are happening that the, what's being pushed is where because I live in the United States and I'm a citizen, then I can say and I can do this mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know what? I am a child of God. I am a Christian, right? Because many profess, right? I'm a Christian, but push the, uh, this agenda of being a citizen other than pushing the who we are in Christ. We're all Christians, brother and sisters, and we should be supporting one another, lifting each other up and helping each other out of whatever situation that we may find ourselves in instead of pushing each other down. Right. And you know, there's something in this short epistle that is lacking in the church or in Christianity Christianity today. It's called gentle persuasion. Gentle. Gentle persuasion. Right. Gentle. Not out of our own volition, mm-hmm. but out of grace, mercy, forgiveness. It is. It seems to be a lost art form today. And another thing that is lacking, which another thing that is lacking, is consenting. Is what? Consenting. Paul didn't have to consent with Philemon at all. Right. But he appealed to Philemon. Not as, you know, uh, a master-slave relationship, but Onesimus is a brother. Paul is a brother. Philemon is a brother. When you talk about one another in terms of brother to brother or sister to sister, then that means family. Right. Right. So, I mean... You know, there there is so much in um, in these twenty one verses, but I, I think about the fact 
the, the climate of, you know, we're, we're building walls, keep people out. And instead of embracing our brothers and sisters that different, uh, come from a different culture than we may come from and saying, how can I help you? How can I help you to, to live a better life than the life you had that you are escaping from because you're trying to get over here? So that we can help you, give you some tools, and you can go back home and, and help others who weren't lucky enough or able to come here. Well, you know that's not going to happen because, you know, just like in this, we look at one another as, you know, um, superior versus subordinate. We don't look at one another as that, you know, we treat one another as we want to be treated or we treat one another um, like we are in the body of Christ, like we are in the family of God. This is not a future thing. This is is this is the reality of our lives today. Love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness are just not words. They are the reality of our lives. They are the way in which we treat our brothers and sisters in the church. The way that we treat the stranger, the alien, the foreigner, those that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because guess what? We all live in close relationship with one another. Nobody is without sin. We are not perfect people. Yes, we what? do hurt one another from time to time, but we also know the reality of forgiveness. We ourselves have received forgiveness from God, and this is how we learn to forgive one another. And this is the importance of restored relationships. God did it for us. He restored us back to himself through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now it is our responsibility to our, our reality is to love one another. And can I just say it? Grace should flow from, from heart to heart and from breast to breast. I said it. There it is. I said there, it. There, there it is. <laughs> no, there it is. There it is. I mean, let me, let me ask the question, you know. Now. How many people do we walk by in church and don't speak to because we're angry with them about something that happened? Something crazy. Yesterday, 20 years ago, five minutes ago, mm -hmm. right? And we sit up in church and we lift up holy hands and we sing songs and we pray. And we can't talk to my brother or sister that's sitting in the very same room with me. Yeah, how can, how well, we want to talk about love and, and grace. And we want something that we're not willing to give. And Paul is telling us right here, no, 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 no. If you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus, like I believe in Jesus, right? Then we yeah. need to start acting like it. Well, Paul is holding us accountable to our Absolutely. Christianity. Right. Account God is holding us accountable. Go ahead. 
accountable. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just being, yeah. He's holding yeah. us accountable, right? Oh. It, this oh. is the thing, Tanya. If we are loving, merciful, gracious, forgiving Christians, like God is with us, another thing is that Paul interceded for Onesimus. Oh my goodness, I said a dirty word right there. Intercede. When you intercede for someone, right? You mm-hmm. there is restoration in intercession. Intercession is is as Christ ever lives to make intercession for us. Jesus is our advocate before God the Father, like Paul was an mm-hmm. advocate for Onesimus. And Paul is simply putting into practice the love he learned from Christ. Oh. Well, you know, that's that's a mouthful. Because when tomorrow is, is Sunday, some people have church tonight, some people have church tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But in all of our services, somewhere there's intercessory prayer or prayers for the people, whatever you call it, right? Well, court. Who are you? What's your accessory for? Why? Why do you do it? And what are this you saying? A, this is a form word intercession. You know, I don't mean to cut you off, but <laughs> we always praying to God our our shopping list or our grocery list. You know, God bless me, heal me, restore. Nothing's wrong with that. But if we're constantly going to God and it's all about me and we don't pray what matters to God, if we don't pray the will of God into existence, then why are we praying? What is God at our genie? And we wrote the the, the genie Bible and he just, a a smoke cloud appears from those pages and, and, and we get to, we get, to God to do whatever we want him to do? Yeah. Well, you know, in in this intercessory, right, this intercession, again, it all goes back to um, reconciliation, being reconciled with one another, to be reconciled with Christ and, and, and one another so that together, together, we work for the upbuilding of this kingdom while, while we're here on earth, right? Right. Right? So that no one lacks. So eventually, right, the goal is that we have all things in common. Hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's a great thought. And, you know, you read the book of Acts and, <laughs> and everything and you go, yeah. Hmm. All things are coming. But Paul, you know, who is that verse? Verse 20. Yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ because he says before that, that he... He wanted to repay, like you said, anything that he owes, charge it to him. Charge it to my right? account. 
Charge it to Charge my it account. To my phone. Isn't that right? just like Jesus? It covers yeah. all our debts. All our debts. Yes. All. all. Jesus paid it in full. And when he did, when he shed his precious blood on the cross, he said what? It is finished. Paid in full. All your sins. Dear friends, all of the ways that we have done God wrong, when we have offended him, when we have hurt our neighbor, Jesus says the whole thing, charge it to my account. The debt is fully paid, fully forgiven. Now we are free. We are out of our bondage of sin and death. Free to love, free to serve, free to extend mercy to one another, free to um, extend forgiveness. We are alive to God. We are part of his family. And that is what lasts forever. We have to see how the love of Christ permeates and transform how we live towards one another. Go ahead, Tina. I got a little excited. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it goes, you know, the, the scripture says, you know, we... Take our clothes off, right? We're clothed with the with the new. This is what Paul is saying. You have to change change your thinking. Mm-hmm. You got to stop thinking that all way. Right. We're not We've under got, law. Go ahead. Yes. We're under grace. Right. Right. Your thinking has changed moving forward. Your thinking has to change. Right. Paul did, and it's only through that way. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying it's only through that thinking that we can be reconciled, that we can, you talk about the whole intercession, right? The only way that works, Christ has to be that the, the peace that keeps us together, that brings us together and keeps us together. Right. You know, Paul humbled himself. He emptied himself just like Christ did. Right? Um, to be an advocate for Onesimus. And if we, whether we want to uh, agree with the text or not, we are all Onesimus. We've all encountered on Onesimus. And this, this narrative is, is a, a great lesson on how the gospel transforms our life, how we deal with conflict. We deal with conflict through love through God's grace, through God's grace, through Jesus Christ, through the spirit of mercy and forgiveness, which is alive in us. That Tanya, that love is what binds me to you. I don't look at you as, you know, uh, a subordinate or a superior. I look at you as my sister in Christ. And that's how we're supposed to look at, at all people. I'm not greater than anybody else and I'm not less than anybody else. We are all right. part of the family of God. Tanny, give us your last words. Absolutely. Well, no, just this. Um, Paul shows us whether you are the slave or the, the slave master that when it comes to Christ, we're all here. Amen. We're all here. On the same plane. Nobody's greater but God. That's the, that's right. it. Nobody's greater than but God. It's, it's a, a, a level playing field, so to yes. speak. Yes. Right. And Paul is reminding us of that when um, we may have a tendency to um, fall off and um, become haughty or, or he reminds us, no, Jesus is our common 
denominator. Yeah. Stay focused on Christ. Amen. He's our common denominator. Is it is only through Christ that we can achieve what we need to achieve. It's only, it's only through him that we're able to do the things that we do. Amen. And it's, uh, to reconcile is only through Christ. We have to see, I have to see the Jesus in you. When I look at you, I have to see Jesus. I can't look at you for who I think you are. I have to look at you as Christ looks at you. Amen. Exactly. Thank you so very much again for taking this time to be a part of this conversation. Grace and peace be unto you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We love you. We're praying for you. And don't forget, visit our website, 716emumc.org. And if you need prayer or if you need to know about what salvation is, it's all on our website. God bless you. Grace and peace be unto you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be blessed.